We begin a new Pedic. says, You can uh, hang a uh, sifter. Basically, you have sort of a, uh, a can or a canister, and you hang a cloth on top of the can, and then you can pour through it wine to, uh, to sift it from the, the sediments. So what, what happens? Are you allowed to hang this on Yom Tov? What would be the issue? Why shouldn't you be allowed to hang it? The answer is because when you hang it, you're sort of creating an oil. It's hanging, it's covering, and it, it creates this temporary tent. So are you allowed to hang this on Yom Tov? Rabbi Yaza says it's not a problem. You can hang this, uh, this uh, mashmeres, the sifter on Yom Tov, and it's not an issue with hanging an oil because it's an oil aray, it's a temporary thing, and for the purpose of oil nefesh, to be able to sift your wine, it's allowed in Yom Tov. If it was hung before Shabbos, you're allowed to use this on Shabbos to sift your wine. You're not allowed to hang it on Shabbos because you're making a temporary tent. But if you already hung it on Shabbos, so then you're allowed to use it to sift. And the reason is because Rabbi Yezus Shitta is that this is not the regular way of sifting. It's not exactly clear why not, but this is what uh, Rabbi Yezus apparently holds, that sifting is not regularly done this way. For the, for the wine, that is, or the malach of bayrit is not usually done this way, and therefore it's allowed to be done on Shabbos. The Chachamim say, You're not allowed to hang this sifter on Yom Tif. You're making an oil aray, so it's not allowed. And also the issue of bayrit, the issue of sifting, even if it was hung on Shabbos, you're not allowed to use it for sifting. On Yom Tif, you are allowed to use it for sifting on Yom Tif, as we'll see in the Gemara, the Pshat, and all of this. So basically, the basis of what Rabbi Yezus said over here is that an oil aray is allowed to be made on Yom Tif. Now we have, we learned before that according to Rabbi Yezer, you're not allowed to add anything to something which is an oil aray. Even just to add something, you're not allowed to. So to go ahead and to make an oil aray would be allowed. What's this case where we saw that Rabbi Yezus says you can't add the Tnan? We learned in the Mishnah not long ago here. We learned in Shabbos, the shutters of a window. We learned about this Barichas already. This may be talking about a window. This may be talking about a skylight. Rabbi Yezus says, If we're talking about the shutters that are tied to the house and it's suspended off the ground, then you're allowed to shutter the windows. But if it's not tied, so it's a separate thing, you're not allowed to use it as a shutter on Shabbos. Even though this is sort of a temporary thing, put it on, you put it off, and it's something which is just adding, you're adding another thing to, to shutter, the, otherwise the sky, the, the, the roof or the wall is there already. Still you're not allowed to add even a temporary oil. The Chachamim say, no, it doesn't matter, it's a temporary thing, so you're allowed. Benkach or Benkach, either way you're allowed to shutter with it. Everybody agrees that to create an oil aray, a roof, which is an aray roof, you're not allowed to create even on Yom Tov. Needless to say in Shabbos. The reason there's a machloik is regarding this shutter, because you're adding to the oil aray. Rabbi says even to add to an oil aray you're not allowed, unless it's already connected to the structure. So it's already considered to be part of the structure. Needless to say in Shabbos. 
you are allowed to add on Shabbos to a temporary structure of Ein Tzarech Leime B'yomtev and needless to say in Yomtev. So what do we see over here? Rabbi Yezer is the one that says that if it's an oil Aray, you're not allowed to add. In our Mishnah, he's saying that you could create an oil Aray. You could place the Mishmeres on top of a can that is an oil Aray in order to be able to sift with it. So what's the difference? And for the Gemara, Rabbi Yezer, Savalak Rabbi Yehuda. In our case, the reason it's allowed is because Rabbi Yezer holds like Rabbi Yehuda. The Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Ein ben Yomtev le Shabbos. As far as Malach is concerned, there's no distinction between Yomtev and Shabbos. Elo Eichel Nefesh Bilvat. Only for Eichel Nefesh. You're allowed to do Malach for the purpose of, of the, the preparing the food. Rabbi Yehuda Mater, Rabbi Yehuda says it's allowed. Ach Eichel Nefesh. Even other preliminary things that you're preparing in order to be able to do the Eichel Nefesh, that's also allowed. So over here, to place the sifter, which is a preliminary, in order to be able to sift the wine, even that's allowed for the purpose of Yamtiv. So although Taki, you're making an oil aray, and Rabbi Yeza holds that it's Asr on Yamtiv, but if it's for the purpose of sifting the wine, it's allowed. When does Rabbi Yudah say that it's allowed? When there's those preliminaries, you're preparing for the food. That it couldn't be done before Yantav because it's going to be something that won't be fresh, it won't be good. So then you're allowed to do it on Yantav. But if you have a machshir, a preparation, a preliminary stage, which could have been prepared before Yantav, does Rabbi Yudah hold that you're allowed to do this on Yantav itself? So over here, why couldn't he have hung the sifter before Yantif? And for the Gemara, so again, Mi Shamatle, Mi Shamatle. And for the Gemara, the Rabbi Yezer, Adifim Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yezer's opinion, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, but he actually even goes a step further than Rabbi Yehuda. He holds that you're allowed to hang this oil aray on Yantif, although you could have prepared it before Yantif. Even in such a case, he holds that for Machshire Oichel Nefesh, it's allowed. So he holds like Rabbi Yehuda, but even more than Rabbi Yehuda. Taisus adds to this that the only reason that he's matter is to such a far extent, even though it's only machshire yaychol nefesh, and it could have been done before yontiv, is because this oil aray is only an ismid rabbanon. So therefore he was matter it. So the Chachamim say that this is not allowed. You're not allowed to hang the sifter on the canister on yontiv. You're making an oil aray. The question was asked regarding the opinion of the rabbanon. Tolomai, if he did hang it on Yom Tif, what, what, what happened over here? Is this an Ismid Raise or an Ismid Rabbonon? Omer Av Yasef, Tolo Chayev Chatos. If you hung this on Shabbos Yom Tif, you're making an oil aray, you Chayev Chatos. So Abai asks the question, this case of hanging, in a, hanging a, a, a sifter on a, banister, on, on a, on a canister is a mamish like a chayef chatas? Is he making an oil? How could that be? If a person just hung a, a, a kuza, which is a jug, on a sifter, on a hook or on a peg, that's also considered to be a binion. It's obviously not a binion. So Gemara is asking, just like that's obvious that it's not a binyan, it should be obvious that this is not enough of a binyan. It's just an oil aray that you shouldn't be chayav achatas for it. says, You're right. If someone hangs this oil, this mishmeres uh, on Yomtev, on Shabbos, it's only midrabbanon. And the reason is, It's also because this is uvdin dechayol. This is similar to what's done during the week. And that's why Chachamim asked it. Or as other Rishayim say, this is something that is... Uh, can bring you to sifting, it can cause you to do a malacha medairaisa, so therefore the chachamim asked it, but it's not as awesome and Now the Gemara brings a few different things together that are in the same Indian, the same uh, of uh, making an oil on Shabbos. Manket Abaya, Abaya collected halachas. 
Chumri Masnyaise, certain details of uh, different Braises, Vitani, and he learned them together. What are these details? Hagoid, a goid is a, some kind of a uh, leather uh, sack, cloth that they used to store things inside to preserve it, and then they, they would use it out, or they would use it to, to travel with it or to, to, to contain things inside. But then when they arrived to whatever place they came to, they took everything out and then they hung this, this uh, leather uh, cloth on top of it to sort of protect it, to preserve it. So you're making some kind of an oil. The mishmeres that we spoke about here, the middle sifter. And a kilo, which is a canopy. The Gemara soon will talk about Ichas about a canopy. The kise galen, a chair which is uh, made up of uh, parts, and you take it apart and you can put it back together. Lo yasa, these are things that you're not allowed to make on Shabbos because you're making an oil. Vim asa, if you did, potter. Then you're going to be potter. It's only, it's all temporary oilim, these are all temporary tents. It's not a permanent uh, uh, structure, and therefore it's also to make this on Shabbos Yantu, but if you did, it's potter, avalosar. All a keva, if you're making an oil which is there to be bequeathed permanently, lo yasa, you're not allowed to make it on Shabbos Yantu, ve'imosa chayev chatos, you'll be chayev chatos. Aval, mito, a bed, we're talking about a regular bed that, uh, what, what the way then they would use these beds is they have a bed and then to have space in the room they would lift up the bed against the wall and then you could put it back down to sleep on it at night. So that bed which is lifted up and placed down or kise traskel, basically as a kise traskel is a folding chair. It's made in a way that you can remove the part that you sit on it and you can place it back down, sort of a folding chair. And vaasla, also a chair but it's made as a, as a toilet seat where a person could sit on it. So these things, mutl and taisan l'chatchila, you're allowed to make them, you're allowed to open them up l'chatchila, or put them down l'chatchila on, on, on Shabbos, because it's l'chatchila made this way to open and close, and it's not even considered to be an oil aray, this is the way it's designed l'chatchila, it's not parts that you take apart, but it's a folding thing <laughs> that you put up and down, that's allowed to be made l'chatchila on Shabbos. The next thing it said in the Mishnah was that Chachamim say you're not allowed to put into a Mishmeres to sift the wine on Shabbos. The question was asked, if you did sift on Shabbos with this sifter, what's the halacha? Is it Medairaisa or Medirabonam? You sifted the wine with this sifter, Yechayev Chatos. Ask of Lord Rav Sheishes. Rav Sheishes asks the question: Mi ikem midi the Rabbanan machayiv chatos. Is there a case that we find that the Rabbanan would say that yichayiv chatos? But Rabbi Yezer shari lechatchila and Rabbi Yezer another Tana regarding the very same case says that it's totally mutter. You don't usually find such extreme arguments in one thing. So the Gemara says, no, you don't. Maskaf lot of Yosef. Why not? I'll bring you a case. And we learned this not long, actually a while ago already. In the Gemara before, when it talks about the things you're not allowed to carry out in Shabbos, various different jewelries that you might come to carry them. You have a piece of jewelry which is made like a brooch, but it's made in the shape of a city. Rabbi Meir says if you carry that, it's like carrying, it's not considered to be a regular piece of jewelry, and therefore Yechayev Chatos. And Rabbi Eliezer says this Ir Shlozov is a piece of jewelry that you're allowed to carry, and there's no chash that she might come and take it off to show it to people, and you're allowed to carry it. So we see a, this kind of extreme achleikis. Where do we see this? Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, a woman is not allowed to go out with this Ir Shlzahov, with this piece of jewelry made like in the shape of a gold city. If she goes out, it's a chi of chatos. 
She shouldn't go out with it on Shabbos, but Vim Yatza, if she did, Petura, she's Pater. Chachamim's concern is that she might come to show it to people. As long as she's wearing it, it's a jewelry, it's like a part of a garment, and it's, there's no chiv chatos. There's a gzairim and she might come to show it to people. That was the whole gzairim of jewelry that we learned. If you remember, you're not allowed to go out with her on Shabbos. So as Rashi over here brings, who wears this ir shalzav? A prominent woman. Prominent women don't take off their jewelry to show to people. She leaves it on her garment, and therefore there's no chashash that she's going to take it off. So we see here this machlaikis menakotza lakotza between Rabbi Leyezer and Rabbi Meir. Amle Abaye, so Abaye says, but no, it's not exactly a comparison to the case that we have over here. Mi savres, Rabbi Leyezer ad Rabbi Meir koi, when Rabbi Leyezer says that it's mutter, is he responding to Rabbi Meir that says that Yechayev chatos, the Oma Chayev chatos, ad Rabbonan koi, he's responding to the Rabbonan, the Omri Potter Avalosser, Rabbonan that said Potter Avalosser, that's who he's responding to. Va'amalohu, and Rabbi Leyezer saying to the Rabbonan, that he holds that it's totally mutter. But to have a case of a Mishnah where you have just two Tanoim and one Tana says that it's a, a, a totally mutter and the other one says that it's a chi of chatos, that Abaya argues we don't have, a, argue, uh, we don't have a, a case for that. Still and a Hanami, you're right. So it's still, there's still an argument here in Akatsa Lakatsa. So as we'll see right now in the Hemshech of the Gemara, the Gemara is not really Mikabal this Teretz from Abaya. And we pass him that if Shimri Yechayev Chatos, because it's like Ashvach Teres, because Sof Sof you see that there is an argument regarding one action, which is Menakotza Lakotza. So the Gemara stays with what uh, Rav Kahana said in the beginning, that uh, according to the Chomim, Shimri Yechayev Chatos. And the Gemara now will continue on this. It looked like it was like, would it argue on the Chachamim like this? So just... Why not? He's speaking to the Chachamim. The, the Rabbi Yaz is responding to the Chachamim. argue with the Chachamim that Chachamim would say something from Chatos, and he would say that it's. And Rabbi Yezus says that it's mutter. That's the Pshat Narmish, not according to Rav Kahana, yeah. No, so the Gemara asks now on this, like I said, the Gemara remains with that Svara that Rav Kahana said, that Yuchayev Chatos, so Mishumai Masrinan Which Malacha is Shimer connected to? When you give the Asra, so you have to give the Asra for the right Malacha, which Malacha is this? Rabbi says Mishum Bayra. The Malacha here is Bayra. Selecting, selecting the Eichel from the Psalas, that's the Malacha. Rab Zayra says, Mishum Merakid. The Malacha is not Bayrer, the Malacha is Merakid, which is sifting, with a sifter. It's very similar, but it's a different, there are three Malachas, Bayrer, Merakid, and Zayrer, that are very similar things, where you separate the Eichel from Psalas, but there's Bayrer when you're selecting, and then there's Merakid when you're sifting. So there's a machlaikas over here, what the sifting of the wine is. And now the Gemara explains the Svaras. Omar Rabbi says, the way I say that sifting the wine is connected to Bayre makes more sense. Ma darkish or just as it is with the case of Bayre, Neutalaichel. You take the food, Umaniach Apsailis, and the Psailis is the food that you don't want is left. Afhacha, so too over here, Neutalisaichel, Umaniach Apsailis. You have the wine that goes into the can, and that's the wine that's going to be drinkable, and the Psailis you leave behind. So therefore he says it's similar to the way Bayre is done. Now, there's a big and obvious question on this Gemara, which Taisus brings up over here, and Taisus spoke about it before in the Sugya of Bayer. Usually by Bayer we say it's the opposite. The Isser of Bayer is only when you take the Psalis and you leave the Eichel. Here the Gemara is saying is that Bayer is that you take the Eichel and you leave the Psalis. So Taisus says that it depends what's more. Derech Klal, when you talk about Bayer, for example, you're eating fish and there's bones in the fish, there's more Eichel than the Psalis. 
So therefore, you take the psilis out and you eat the eichel. That's usually the way bayer is done. But in a case where you have much more psilis than the eichel, there the derech is that you take the, you take the eichel and you leave the psilis behind. And that's what we're talking about over here. The wine we're talking about has so much psilis that there's very little eichel, and therefore over here the derech of the malacha of bayer is that you take the eichel and you leave the psilis. Therefore, he says, it's compared to bayer. So that, that's uh, rabbis shita. Rab Zayda says, no, it's not like Boyer. It's Merakit, it's sifting. What's unique about Merakit is, the way a sifter works is, the Psyllus remains on top of the sifter, and the Eichel flows below, goes on, under the sifter. That's exactly what you're doing over here. Psyllus and The Psyllus remains on top of the sifter, and the Eichel goes below. Which is not the case by Beirer. Beirer, as Rashi brings, it's, it's usually the other way around. The Psyllus, sorry, the Eichel remains on the top, and the Psyllus goes to the bottom. So therefore, it's similar to Merakid. So Rashi is shitting, this sugi is, Rabbah doesn't really disagree with Rab Zayda. Rab Zayda disagrees with Rabbah. Sifting wine, it's very clear that this is basically, this is mamish merakid, this is sifting. Rabbah is made to Rab Zayda that if you give the hasra from merakid, that, that this is merakid. Elamai, Rabbah is saying, besides merakid, it also has a certain nature to it that it's like beira. So you can give the hasra either from beira or merakid. Rab Zayda is saying, no, the hasra has to be dafki merakid because this is mamish sifting, this has nothing to do with beira. Now we go back to the halachas of making a tent, a temporary tent on Shabbos <laughs> or Yom Tov. Tani Rami by Yecheskel. Rami by Yecheskel asked the Shaila. Talis kfula, you have a talis that you're putting on top of poles. You have four poles and you place, you have some kind of a structure of four poles with, uh, with attaching poles and then the, you're putting a talis over it, like a chuppah basically. So you're allowed to fold it, put this over on Shabbos. Lo yasa, you're not allowed to do this on Shabbos. And the, the, word, the word kfula means, as Rashi explains, it's not just a talus that's on top, but it comes down. It comes over a little bit, and the sides as well. So you're not allowed to make this. But vimasa potter avalosa. It's potter, but it's also, this is a temporary tent. If this talus, this garment that you placed on top for the temporary tent is already tied with some kind of a rope or some kind of a thread to the poles, so it's tied there already in advance, so then that's something you're allowed to make on Shabbos because it's already tied there in advance. So, so there's two shittas over here in Taisus, what we're talking about. One shitta in Taisus is Dafke, if it is open a tefach. If it's already open a tefach, then you're allowed to extend it and open it more because you're only being massive to an oil aray. And we learned before, according to the Chachamim, that if you massive to an oil aray that already has a tefach, it's allowed. But there is another Pshar and Taisus that even if it does not have a tefach, just because it's tied already and it's there, it's only an oil aray, Isra Chachamim made an oil aray if it wasn't tied to it yet. But if it's tied, even without a tefach, it's allowed. That this, this case of an oil aray is only allowed if it already has a tefach. Then you're allowed to extend it further open. It could be different cases today when you have such a thing, when you have something that's. Uh, I'm not sure if awnings has a din of an oil aray. Not sure if it has a gather of an oil aray. You have to ask a robin to get to that. It could be it has a, a gather of an oil kva. It's, it's not just stamatalis that you're putting up, a garment that you're putting on uh, poles. It's something that's built in and made that way. It could have a din of oil kva. But in the case of an oil aray, if it's fixed already before Shabbos and it's open at tefach, you're allowed to extend the opening. 
This is very common, children playing, making tents. And if, it, if it's already a... a sheet, they make a tent. So so, but it has, to be, it has to be a fixed, it has to be... So if it's not a fixed before Shabbos, and they stop throwing a sheet and making it over, oil, arai is also with Rabbanan on Shabbos, correct? Rav Kahana asked a question from Rav. What's the story with a canopy? So, he, so he, there's going to be various different responses here, contradictory responses, and the Gemara is going to explain. So first he asks him, what's the halacha of a canopy? Are you allowed to make it on Shabbos? So he responds to him, even to uh, make a bed, to put down a bed, is also awesome. Make a bed, so you have below the bed. It, it creates an oil, it's also not allowed. Then he asks him, mahu? Are you allowed to uh, make a bed on Shabbos? Omalei, so responds to him, Af kilo muteres, even to make a canopy is allowed. Then he asks him a third time, because he's not getting over here a very clear answer, so he asks him both together. Kilo umito, a canopy or a bed? Mahu, what's the halacha? Are you allowed to make them on Shabbos? Omalei, so then he says that there's a difference. Kilo asura, to make a canopy is not allowed, but a bed is allowed. Okay, so obviously he gave different answers that don't match up. So what's the pshat in all of these responses? There's no question regarding how he responded here. It depends what the case is. When he says that you're not allowed to make a bed on Shabbos, what are we talking about? We're talking about the bed of Karmenoi. Rashi says this is the same bed that we spoke about before, which is taken apart. It makes, it's made up of different parts and you have to put it back together. We're not talking about a bed that you just fold up against the wall and then put a, place it back down. That kind of a regular bed that you fold up and put down, that's allowed. But if it's a bed, you have to the muscle these beds that come out of a sofa that you can take it out, right? These sofa beds, you take it out and take it in, that would be allowed. But over here we're talking about a bed that's made up of parts, like a traveling bed. And then you, be, you put it back together, that's something which is, it's an oil aray, but it's not allowed. When he says that a kilo, a canopy is allowed, like we said before, Rami Bayecheskel said that we're talking about a canopy that you already t- attached from before, and therefore it's a oil aray, you attach it from before, or it could be it was even open a tefach, so that's allowed. Kila sudo umito muteres, and when he said that a kilo is not allowed and a mito a bed is allowed, kidididon, like the regular case that we have by us. If a person creates a canopy from the beginning and it wasn't attached from before, so that's not allowed. And a mito, a regular bed, not a bed made up of parts, a regular bed that you lift up against the wall and you place back down, so that's a bed that's allowed to be put down. Rav Yasef said, Chazino luhu lekile debe Rav Hune, I saw by the canopy of Rav Hune, the meurte negidu, at night it was put up, in other words, Friday night it was up, or mitzafra, Shabbos morning, chavita ramya, it was put down to the ground, in other words, they dismantled this canopy. So you see that he held that this is a kind of canopy that you're allowed to put up on Shabbos and you're allowed to dismantle. If you're allowed to dismantle it, Rashi says, that's an indication that this is a kind of canopy you're allowed to put up. That's how bayne, the malacha of bayne, saiser and bayne go hand in hand. <coughs> so what kind of a canopy was this? Tesis over here says that this was a canopy, like we said before, that it was already attached from before Shabbos. It was open a tefach already. Because it's open a tefach and it was attached from before, so therefore you can put it up and down. You're going to get a trundle bed, go <coughs> pull it out and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Is that a problem? Or that's similar to the beds that he says over here, that you just lift it up against the wall and put it down. A, a bed that goes up and down, is the same thing. 
Only the only problem with a bed is if it's mamish parts. You you take it apart and you sort of fold it up and then you uh, put it back together. Another halacha of a tent that is allowed in Shabbos, Viloin to put up a curtain, mutal in taisa mutal You're allowed to put it up and you're allowed to take it down on Shabbos and it's not a problem. We're talking over here about a temporary uh, temporary mechitza. Okay, this is actually a, a big, big machlekes rishayim and get a temporary mechitza if it's allowed or not. Rashi's shit over here is Rashi says it here and Rashi says it in many places. A mechitza, a curtain that you put up, a temporary mechitza is allowed to be put up on Shabbos. And uh, the Altarebbe paskins like this Rashi in uh, Shulchan as well. The Altarebbe brings it up in the Gale of in Aron Kaidish. You have an Aron Kaidish and you put up a mechitza in the Aron Kaidish. You want to put up a pereiches. So now obviously if the Aron Kaidish has a door, so the mechitza you're putting up doesn't really do anything. But um, if it doesn't have a door and you're putting up a pereiches to cover the tzefetayra, you're allowed to put that up in Shabbos. Now we come back to a canopy. So before we said that a canopy is not allowed, it's a temporary uh, tent, it's not allowed unless it was attached from before. Now the Gemara brings a different type of canopy. Kilas chasonim, a canopy that was made for a chasen kala. What kind of a canopy is this? So as Rashi explains, this is a canopy that comes down in a triangular shape. Okay? That's, it's, it comes to a point on the top and it broadens on the bottom. You're allowed to put it up, you're allowed to dismantle it on Shabbos, it doesn't have the minimum size and qualifications for a tent to not be allowed in Shabbos. Now the Gemara explains now exactly what the case of here is. Omar Rav Sheshes Bereid Ravidi, Rav Sheshes Bereid Ravidi explains, it depends. That's only if at the top of this Kilas uh, Chasanim, it doesn't have a roof that's the size of a Tefach. When it comes to a point at the top, it doesn't come to a point. It has a flat space of a Tefach, then Asura. That Tefach is enough to make it a tent and therefore it's Asur. This is Bukhlal always the shear, but they to the Isra of making a tent on Shabbos, the shear of a tefach. The Gemara goes weiter. The Chumra extends even further. Even if the roof does not have a space of a tefach, on the heter was only said, If the kilo, if the roof in the last three tefachim, and the top three tefachim of it doesn't have the width of a tefach. So if you measure not only the top, but the top three tefachim should not have the width of a tefach. But if it does, aval yesh, um, if it does have the last three tefachim at the top, a tefach, then also it'll still be also. Vaita the Gemara continues and says, and some are not gaidistis, the Grod, Agos Agrod brings down that the Rambam is not gaidistis, and actually the Altareb Meshachamarach also, when he paskins this halacha, doesn't bring the Hemshach of the Gemara here. But in our Gemara it says, This is only said if you're going to measure the entire Shipua, the entire slant, the whole slope of the, uh, of the um, Kilo. It doesn't have a Tefach, meaning if you're going to measure, so how does every slant work? It's a point at the top and it's further broad at the bottom. So if you're going to measure the width of the broadness on the bottom, it's not going to have a, the, the width of a tefach. So then, we're talking about, you know, there's always a beam in the middle that's holding up this, uh, uh, this oil, this kilas chasanim. So you, you measure it from each side, right? It comes down broader at the bottom and, and a tip uh, on the top. So you're going to measure at the bottom to see whether there's a tefach in the width of it towards the middle of where the pole is that's holding it. You measure on this side, you measure on this side. Is there a tefach on each side that, uh, that's, that's uh, the, broad, the broadness of this uh, kilo? Tiny shear. 
gets a very tiny shell. I'll discuss that in a second. So if it does not have that tefach, so again, loyamar and elishem b'shipua tefach. So then it'll be allowed. If in the width of it there is a tefach, so then that shipua, that slant that has a width of a tefach is going to qualify to be an oil, and therefore it's not allowed. Now, as you said, it's mahamish a tiny shear. This is a, a, presumably, we're talking here about a pekilas chasanim that was used for a bed. But Rashi says, based on what the Gemara is saying over here now, this is not a kila that was used for a bed at all. Rashi says, You can't sleep on something which is not even too tvachim wide. It was just made, obviously, for decorative purposes or whatever. There's another pshat, Taisus brings over here, that it's possible that this kilas chasanim was made with these uh, canopies, but it was made like with a few canopies. It came down like with three, four canopies that are less than a tutfachim wide, and together they were a large enough canopy over a bed to be able to sleep in it. It's another pshat. It could be there's a shapu and then it goes extends afterwards. But the, the extension, okay, not, you have to measure the tefach at the bottom. The, the shapu at the top is a tip, like, the, like a triangle or close to a tip. And then the bottom, whatever broadens out, you have to measure from here to here to see that if it's a tefach. And they do the shapu like this. Okay, and then? And then this falls around, so the middle is the shapu mm -hmm. and then it extends I hear you. Further. Okay, Kenzai. Another detail the Gemara says, Another issue of the oil over here could be that this kilo, this uh, whatever uh, material you're using that comes down on this bed, it doesn't go below the bed. It doesn't hang over below the bed. But if it hangs below the bed, even a tefach, so then because it's hanging below the bed, this could be an oil where it's covering things below the bed and therefore it's, you're, you're adding to an oil. You're making a wall for the bed that becomes an oil and therefore the bed now becomes a roof with walls and therefore you're not allowed to do this on Shabbos. So now, this only refers to a, to a case, the Altareb explains the Shekhanarach, this only refers to a case where you're trying to make a covering to actually use what's below it to be protected. That's what an oil is all about. What, when do you make an oil? An oil you make when you're trying to protect things that are below it, whether from the sun, whether from rain, or anything else, you want to have it protected there. But the Altareb says, any oil that's just made with sneez ba'alma is not considered to be minatayra at least, it's not a gather of an oil b'chlaw. Or for example, when you get to a, a table, that you have a, 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 a tishtach, a table cover that you place on a table and it hangs below the table, like always, at least a tefach, that's not considered to be an Indian of an oil. You're not trying to cover anything that's below the table. It's hanging, and for, for the niceness, it doesn't end right at the end of the table, it hangs over a little bit. That's not the gather of an oil. The concept of an oil is when you're creating a certain protection to cover what's below it. Because even within a house, a person might want to cover things that, 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 that shouldn't be exposed. Even yes. within a house, not, 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 I hear you. So the Lashon of exposed is maybe not the right Lashon. But even in a house, a person might want to make an oil. Usually, you're right. Chayr usually indoors, the person's kavan of an oil is not for that purpose. But there are sometimes. Let's say, for example, there's a baby that's sleeping in a, in a, in a, in a, in a carriage. And you want to put a, a cover on it so to, to take away some of the light that the baby should be able to have darkness to sleep. That's an oil. Have it as a tefach. So sometimes they make it, they want to cover and they have it, that it should be dark inside and they want to play inside with the darkness. It's, it depends. It could, it could be. It's a problem. Okay. Zakta Gemara Vaitev, Omer Avsheshes Bereid Ravidi. Avsheshes said in the name of Ravidi. Hai Siyano, a felt hat. This is a kind of felt hat that had a very wide brim. Shari, you're allowed to wear it. Even though it has a wide brim, there's no issue of an oil. 
but we learned in another place, Siyana Osir, this wide hat with a brim, with a wide brim is not allowed. And for the Gemara, like Kashe, it's no question, depends how wide your brim is. Hod is Beitefach. If it has a brim that's a Tefach, so then that's mamish like an oil, even though you're wearing it as a baggage, but it's an oil. Hod the less Beitefach. In a case where the brim is not wide a Tefach, that's not allowed. Okay, this could be an issue. I don't know, I mean, the truth is, most hats today, I don't think, have a width of a, a tefach, but it could be an issue. One second, when, 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 I, when I not finish the Gemara, let's see the Gemara's conclusion here. If so, a person that spreads a talus over his head more than a tefach. Let's say, for example, when you, when you put on a talus and you hold it above your head more than a tefach around you, that would be an issue. That's a problem of making an oil on you. This would be an issue of making an oil and the person would be chayiv. Or, or Hanami, it would be Osir, or the Zagaitis is for sure not uh, oil kavua, but it would be Osir. So the Gemara, according to Rashi's Pshat, retracts this whole thing. It's not an oil at all. El It's no question. The Isser is something completely different. Ha the Mahadik, ha the Loi Mahadik. This halacha that Avshesh said that you shouldn't wear this felt hat that has a, a brim, a wide brim, is because if it's not tight on your head, we're afraid that it's going to blow off your head and you might come to carry it. It's a completely different shash. That it's such a wide brim and it's more prone to being blown <coughs> off in the wind. And as the, the Paiskim say, that we're talking about over here about a kind of hat that a person doesn't usually wear it as a hat. It's not very common to wear this as a hat. And therefore, if it's blown off his head, he might pick it up and might not and might walk with it and carry it. And therefore, it's not allowed. But if it's mahadik, if it's tied on your head, we're not afraid it's going to be blown off your head. And therefore, it's allowed to be worn on Shabbos. That's Tarashi's Pshat. Teisvis, however, Rabbeinu Hananel says that the pshat over here is mahadik and loy mahadik refers to the brim itself. Mahadik means it's stiff. It's a tefach that comes around you and it's stiff, it doesn't, it's not flexible. That's a case which would be considered to be an oil. Mashenkin with the example the Gemara gave before when a person has a talus over his head and it goes more than a tefach around his head. Or a hat where the brim, like the brims of our hats, most of them are flexible. It's not like a hard piece that remains in its place. So that's something which uh, is not an issue of an oil because it's flexible. Can it's not an oil. Can it to be an oil? No, it doesn't have to have walls. If you put a, something just like we had before, a canopy which has four poles by four sides, like a chuppah, without any walls whatsoever, that's an oil. That's by the, over there the Gemara said, but that's not ma'akiv. Anachanami, it said talus kfula, that it comes a little bit down on the side, true. But it's not, even without coming down on the side, it's still an oil. Anachanami. But you don't, uh, oil is even just a roof without any mechitzas uh, whatsoever. Correct. Correct. According to Rashi, you wear something on your head, it's not an oil either way. No, umbrella you don't wear on your head. Umbrella is spoken already about by Gdalia Paiskin, already the earlier Paiskin, the of Yehud, and others speak about an umbrella. You don't wear it on your head, you're holding it. It's a temporary oil, no question, but it's still a shaila. An umbrella is a big problem. Huh? That's what oil is. Oil is baina. Making an oil is baina. It's a tailed of baina. Yeah. The whole time you're holding it up to make it. And chanami, but you're not wearing it as a garment on your head, so it's a different thing. But an umbrella is definitely a problem. easy. Tell me, my friend, these very good things, these good uh, that we learned, that you said, that you always said in the name of Rav. 
party b'Shabbos. There were two halachas that you said in the name of Rav regarding Shabbos. V'chada b'Tayra. And one thing that you said in the name of Rav regarding Tayra. Shalach Lehi sent him back the two halachas regarding Shabbos. Oh, the Tanya, this is what we learned in Abraise. Good b'Kisna. This uh, leather, leather thing that we learned before that has drawstrings. Right? This, this, this leather thing that they spread out sometimes to cover over things. Mutal and Taisa b'Shabbos, you're allowed to spread it out on Shabbos. Omar Rav, so Rav said, now over here it says it's mutl and taisa. Before we said it's asr. Over here the asr min midrabanan. Over here the Gemara says that it's mutl and taisa. So Omar Rav, Rav says about this, loishanu ela bebeiz b'nei adam. That's only if two people are spreading it, out, spreading it out. So Rashi says when two people are spreading it out together, they don't spread it out that well. It's not pull, drawn out as well, and therefore it's not even as a temporary tent. It's not a good tent. When you have one person that's doing it by himself, so he ties it on one side, then he comes to the other side, then he comes to the third side and the fourth side, and he ties it very tightly. He ties it very well. So then it's going to be osser. Omer Abaye said, Vikilo, when you're making a canopy, even if 10 people are together participating in making this canopy, it's not allowed, if it's a temporary canopy. When they make this canopy, it's usually made in a way that it's drawn out well, even if it's not perfect, but it's in a way that it's a temporary dwelling, temporary oil, and it's Osir. That was the first halacha that Rav said, in the name of Rav he said. Idoch ma'i, another thing he said in the name of Rav, the Tanya we learned, kirosh and nishmato achas meyarkisel, an oven that one of its legs fell out. Mutalatalatala, you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. It's still usable and it's not muktzah, so you could use, move it on Shabbos. Shtayim, if two of the legs fell out, also, then it's not allowed. It can't be used anymore, so it's not allowed. So Rav Omar, Rav argues on this b'raisa, and Rav says, afilachad, Nami Yasser. Even if just one leg fell out, it's also not allowed. We're afraid that he might put back in the leg and he might screw it in or he might put it in tightly and therefore there's exaitim at the not to move it around once the leg fell out. That was two halachas that he said regarding Shabbos. Regarding Teire, what did Rav say? So Rav said, It'll come a time period that Teire will be forgotten from Yidin. It says in the Pasuk, The Hebrews will bring upon you very, very extraordinary makis. What is this referred to? It says in another Pasuk, And as Rashi brings the end of that Pasuk, it says, That Yidin will forget Teire. So when it says Hashem, it means that the Yidin will forget Teire. When the, the Chachamim came to Kerem B'Yavne, we had a few times Kerem B'Yavne, they came to Yavne and they were seated in like, like in a vineyard, like the rows of a, win, a vineyard. Amru, they said, There'll be a time period, the Torah will be forgotten from amongst Yidin. Shanem, it says in the Pasuk, There'll be a hunger in the land. Not hunger for bread, not thirsty for water. They'll be hungry to hear the words of the Ebishter. It says in the Pasuk, and they'll be moving, they'll be traveling from, from Yam to Yam, from north to the east. They'll be searching to search for the words of the Ebishter, and they won't find. So in this klala that the Gemara says over here, that the Torah will be forgotten, you see the greatest bracha, that, that people will be thirsty only for Torah. People will be lurk, looking and searching in this time for, to learn Torah. The Gemara continues, Dvar Hashem, when it says here that they'll be looking for Dvar Hashem, Zu 
refers to the Allah of Torah that will be forgotten. Dvar Hashem Zakates, people will be searching. Dvar Hashem refers to the Kates. People will want to know when's the end of Golos. And Dvar Hashem Zunavuah. Dvar Hashem refers to Nevuah, that there won't be any Nevuah anymore. Interesting, Rashi says regarding Dvar Hashem Zakates, where do you see that the Kates is considered to be Dvar Hashem? Tate is called Dvar Hashem, Dvar Hashem Zualacha, Nevuah is called Dvar Hashem, but where do you see that Kates is called Dvar Hashem? Interesting. Maybe this is, the, you know, the Indian of Mashiach is, is Mesach Hadas, it's Mila That's the, the Indian of the Kates. Yeah, we're starting the nine days in this Indian, the Indian of the Golos and the forgetting Tate, correct. What's, the, what's an example that they're going to look for Dvar Hashem and they won't have a, the halacha to answer halacha? So Amru, so Gemara here gives an example for this. It doesn't mean Kipshuta, that Mamish Torah will be forgotten completely amongst Yidin, but it means when it's going to come to Paskan Adin, there's going to be difficulty in Paskan Halacha, as the Gemara here explains. A woman is going to come with a bread from Truma. Now this is a bread that was obviously baked in an oven. And it was baked in an oven that was tome. And now she's going to come with this bread baked in an oven that's tome, and she has a question. The tachsev about the is about the midrashis. She's going to come asking the question: Leida Is this bread tome or tohir? That's going to be the question that people will not be able to answer. Ve'imayven. No one's going to know. No one will understand to know if it's tohir or tome. So this is part of the question actually. People won't be able to answer her whether this bread baked in an oven that was tommy, if it's tommy or tommy. This is says clearly in the Torah. Talking about something that was baked inside an oven, any food that was inside an oven becomes tommy. Okay, so what, what are we talking about over here? We're talking about an oven that a sheretz came inside the oven. Okay, an earthenware oven, what's the Allah of a klicheres? Allah of a klicheres is, you have a sheretz that enters into the airspace of the klicheres, it becomes tome. And it says there in the Pasuk that food that's inside becomes tome. So what do you mean no one will know to answer? It's a befeidish Pasuk. So the Gemara is, is saying, they're not going to forget Pesukim of Teireh. They're not going to know to answer whether it's a Rishin Latoma or a Shaini Latoma, the bread that's inside the oven. And they're not going to be able to answer this. This is a Befeidish Mishnah. And the Gemara says, a Befeidish Mishnah, for sure, nobody's going to forget. We learned in the Mishnah, If you have a Sheretz that was inside the airspace of an oven, the bread that's inside of it becomes a Sheni Latuma. Why a Sheni Latuma? The Tanur becomes a Rishin Latuma from this Sheretz, and the bread becomes a Sheni Latuma. So the Gemara, no, they're going to have a difficulty paskening like this Mishnah because they're going to have the following question. The doubt is going to be because of the question on this Mishnah that Rav Adabarava asked Tumma. If the Tumah of the Klisha of the Sheretz, how does the Tumah come to the Klisheretz? Not by touching the walls of the oven of the Klisha, of the, the Sheretz doesn't touch the walls. Just by being suspended in the space, in the airspace of the oven, it becomes tome. So let's consider the entire airspace to be filled with tome, with the heavy pasrishayna. So in that case, the bread inside the oven should not be touching a rishon tome, which is the walls of the oven. The whole oven is like filled with the with the sharets, and therefore the bread itself should become a rishon tome, just like the oven itself.
That's the problem that they'll have with this Mishnah, and therefore they won't know how to paskin. Amalei, so he answered and he explained, We don't say this. We don't paskin this way that we consider the whole oven to be like it's filled with the Tumah of the Sheretz. The Tanya, because we learned in Abraise regarding a Kaili. What's the halacha of a Kaili? This is something we learned before also. A Kaili does not become Shani Lutumah. A Kaili only becomes Rishin Lutumah, not Shani Lutumah. At least not Menateira. I would think that kalim that are inside an oven should become tome from this oven that became a rishin l'tumah. Only food becomes a sheni l'tumah. The food becomes a sheni l'tumah from the oven, but the kalim do not become a sheni l'tumah. So what do I see from this? That in the oven itself, it's not, the, the oven, the airspace of the oven is not like the whole thing is filled with Tomeh. No, the, uh, the walls become a Rishil Tomeh, and then the food would become a Shani Tomeh. And the Kalim do not become a Shani Tomeh. So this is the conclusion of this Indian. This is the Halacha that this woman will come into Bismedrash and they won't be able to answer. So it's so interesting, the Gemara is saying that this is the question that the woman will come into Bismedrash and will not be able to be answered. And the Gemara itself is explaining it and is answering it and is giving the Halacha and is telling you how, how to answer this Halacha. So uh, yeah, the Ebeshe, with all the Gzaitis that they and all the in Yonam of Golis that it says that we'll forget Taita right over here, the Abisha gives us a Tanoim with Amiraim and that, that are able to answer these questions. Yeah. Okay, so we've got another one more tiny shtickle of the Gemara. Tanya Rabshuma Yechiyaime, Chas Vishalim Shetishtakh Taira Mi Israel. God forbid to say that the Taira will be forgotten amongst Yidin, Shanemar, Kilaisi Shakach Mi Pizare, the Taira will not be forgotten from his descendants. Elamani Mekaim Yishaitu Lakish Divri Hashem. So what is it referring to when it says that they're going to be searching for the Abish's words? Velayim Tsaw, and they won't find an answer. Shalayim Tsu Halacha Brura, O Mishna Brura, Bemakim Echot. It won't be possible to find the clear halacha. What is halacha brura? So Rashi says halacha brura betaimim. To have the halacha with all the reasons, without any machloikis, to find that in one place, that won't be possible. Today you learn teireh, yeah, not always you have the timing to be able to paskin, and then there's a machloikis, you have to see what this paisik says, what that paisik says, and mishnah bruda, to have a clear halacha, so this refers to having the clear mishnah, to know the girsa of every mishnah and every b'raisa, to have that all b'makim that's something that in the we won't have.